Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey guys, you're listening to The Horror Show with Sean and Joe. This is Felissa Rose. Be afraid. Very afraid. Toby Hooper's career has taken a drastic turn. Once the horror movie wonder kid, Hooper is now on the outside looking in. Despite doing pretty well financially, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 underwhelms critics and is the last film on his canon deal. What happens after this, we don't entirely know. Toby disappears from film. He continues to direct some TV shows, but just remember, TV was not looked at like it is now. This was very much a demotion. But it gets worse. If last week was the start of the turn in his career, this week is his freefall. But hey, at least he has company, because Mr. England is riding shotgun. From the Horror Show and the Fangoria Podcast Network, this is Serial Killer. All right, everyone. Welcome to the horror show. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Oh boy, Toby Hooper continues. Yeah. Oh shit! I don't have a name for this one. So Toby Hooper episode three. Shit fest. And <laughs> Diarrhea-ville. <laughs> Diarrhea-ville, USA. <laughs> Leatherface's hometown. Uh, not leather. Well, yeah, I guess it's Leatherface's hometown now. How many Texas Chainsaw Massacres did they make? Not including remakes. Four. Four. Yeah. Last one was with McConaughey and uh, Zellweger. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I remember seeing that on TV and being like, oh, my God. I was in, like, high school. So, or maybe even before high school. No, maybe early high school. But I, I saw it on TV. Oh, it's not good. And I was like, this seems like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, kind of. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was seeing parts of it, and I was like, that's weird. Like, And sure enough, I finally saw Leatherface, and I was like, oh, it is. fuck. Yeah. That's what this movie is. Holy yeah. shit. It's terrible. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, congratulations. Got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, 
So, guys, if you hear noises again this time, uh, yes, Joe's cat is still on the mend uh, from her getting her organs ripped out. She does not like wearing this cone. And um, cats with cones is even worse than dogs with cones. All right. So, Toby, Toby's finished with Cannon. With Cannon. He's created and produced one of the most ridiculous sequels of all time in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And what happens? I mean, we don't entirely know. Um, There's not really a whole lot of information out there, but he's going to TV. And guys, remember, this is pre-Breaking Bad. This is pre-The Wire. Going to TV was not... I mean, there's still a stigma of going to TV. I mean... Today, even when, when TV is at its height, it's the golden age of TV now. And, you know, it's still films number one. And I mean, we're slowly getting away from that. But back then, if you were going to TV from movie, from movies to TV, that's a, that's a shot. <laughs> and that was all he was doing at this point. Um, and there was some, there was some in between. Freddie and this, uh, or uh, Texas Chainsaw and Freddie, that's what I mean. But we chose the ones that were probably bearable to watch. There actually wasn't. Oh, this is uh, the first thing? He did an episode of Amazing Stories after, and then uh, he did Freddie's Nightmares. Okay. Um, And Freddie's Nightmares, he's doing the pilot for, which was probably an interesting concept. Um. But again, it's still demotion. You're still being told. Yeah, I, I. It's such an iconic character that maybe maybe he legitimately wanted to do it. That's what I. That's the only thing I'm thinking of. Um, so I was pretty excited to see this. I've actually never watched an episode of Freddy's Nightmares in my life. It's well, an anthology. Yeah. It's like Tales from the Which, Crypt. Yeah. Well, remember that. Sh- oh my god! Remember that shitty anthology, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That fucking sucked. Yeah. That was such dog shit. But this appears to be a lot more entertaining. Um, I'm way more into this than anything else like that. I So getting into Freddy's Nightmare, it's basically a prequel that he directed yeah. for the Nightmare on yes. Elm Street. Yeah. And I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. It was interesting. Um, but just there was no touch of Toby in it to me. I mean, maybe there was. I don't know. No, I mean, it was definitely a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, film. yeah. Maybe that. Maybe it's just that character that you can't really. It mean, was you can't fuck with the formula. No, it was super dark. So because it deals with Freddy as the pedophile and so getting off dark. because they didn't read him the Miranda rights, so he's just still there. And he still wants to kill and rape children. It, it was the craziest. And you're like, wait a second. What the fuck? It was the craziest. It was so. I was not okay. It was disturbing. The first Freddy, you know, has a dark tone and it's scary. Yes. And, but they mentioned that he was a pedophile and yeah. they burned him alive. But that, that's the extent of it. Now he's yes. just in your dreams trying to kill you. And he wasn't even a pedophile, he was a child, child murderer. murderer. And then, you know, in the sequels, Freddy becomes goofier and goofier yeah, and goofier. Yeah. And then you go to this, and you're like, wait a second. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. This guy's a piece of shit. And while they don't say he's a pedophile, they definitely allude to it a lot more than even the original movie. Yeah. Um, 
there's a scene where Freddy Freddy gets free and goes to his little home. Yeah. I don't know what shack. you call it, yeah. shack thing that's within the power company. I guess they reveal, but whatever. He and he's in there and he's like talking to all of his murder weapons, which is so disturbing. But he's like, oh yeah, like can't wait to use you soon. Don't worry, Dad's back. Like, and he looks at his bed and says. Don't worry, we'll have a party soon. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I was don't, don't want to see that. super dark. <laughs> that's so dark. It was so Which dark. is weird because we didn't say how it started off. It started off with a newscaster reporting about things and he gets like abducted. <laughs> it's teleported by Freddy. Uh, not making a whole lot of sense. And uh, we, we do get a little intro to Freddy basically saying, you know, this isn't about our nightmare, this episode. And I guess it's his nightmare. Right. Sort of. Um, But then the news reporter is teleported to the courthouse of Freddy Krueger, where he's very confused that this (laughs) happened. Um, But he proceeds to tell the news. (laughs) Still reports. Yeah. (laughs) Dedicated to the cause. Yeah. And Freddy gets cases get to dismiss. He gets to walk free because they never read him. his Miranda Miranda rights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the people in the town are understandably pissed because they lost children to this man. (laughs) And the lawyer. Is like, hey, sort of lynch mob, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like, okay, <laughs> outside the courthouse. Um, here's a, a Toby thing that I did not like okay. in terms of direction because I've never really had a big problem with how he shows kills or how he uses props or anything. But when the mob finally gets to Freddy, <laughs> that is not a person. That is in Freddy's body because his back is to the camera when they pick up a gas can and it's not moving. And Freddy's voice is clearly a voiceover. He's not talking and you just see it like swaying. And then he pours, he's pouring gasoline on this body and it's not moving or reacting in any type of way. Yeah. Yeah. This is a dummy. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ADR in this. Um, and the, there's a lot to. There was a lot wrong with this. It, it wasn't bad, but there was just a lot where you were just like, "What? What is happening?" Yeah. Like my favorite thing is the lynch mob meets after the court. Okay, so the court ends. They're outside. It is noon. It's bright, sunny, beautiful day. They're like, "Let's go get this lynch mob started." Everyone's like, "Fuck yeah!" They all get in their cars, leave. By the time this lynch mob has reorganized, it is dark it is night it's like in the middle of the night and they're gonna get which by the way yeah that's probably when a lynch mob should act because let's we're still civilized people here you don't want to do this in front of children in the middle of (laughs) right okay let's do this at night we'll kill them and they are still trying to fly under the radar they're like no one can know about this they're committing murder but they've all shown up in their suits (laughs) and work clothes yeah no one's went gone home and changed right i mean they all went home but they're just like Oh shit, lynch mob time. I just gotta run. I can't, I have no time to change, <laughs> which is my case right now. Actually. I'm very just in my work clothes still, but um, they just had no time to change or put on dark clothes to hide or anything like that. They're all just wearing their suits and work clothes, right. which is just absurd. That cat is making so much noise. <laughs> Fucking cat. Just throwing litter all over the place. Oh my god. Um, well, oh yeah, the other the weird thing, the other weird thing about this lynch mob is they find where he lived so fast 
which, okay, they probably know. But then they get there and they're like, oh, my God. Like, they're like, look at all this stuff. Like, this is all new evidence to them. Like, they've never seen before. Yeah. They're all super shocked. Which, if they knew where they lived, it probably should have been investigated. Right. (laughs) And now can't they just reopen the crime? I'm sure. You don't need to light them on fire. (laughs) To just find all this evidence. Like, they're like, oh, my God, this is her doll. This is Susie's doll. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God. Freddie also has the glove, and he kills a police officer by slicing his pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. Because is there any Freddie lore where he had that glove before? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I kind of liked it, though. Well, I liked it as the idea that he used that to torture children. That's so fucked up. Using it as some sort of sex... Kill the whole first act before they kill him, I thought was pretty good. Yeah. And then it drags. Well, yeah. And then he kills a cop with a, a grown man with this glove <laughs> full of knife fingers, which <laughs> if a man approached me with a glove full of knife fingers, he's probably going to cut me. Not going to lie. He's probably going to cut me pretty bad. And I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, you'll probably. But I'm going to disarm him so fast. I'm just going to hold that fucking hand and punch him in the face. <laughs> He's still just a man. Right. And you might, like, maybe if he hits an artery, you may bleed out. But other than that, you're just going to be cut. But also, <laughs> there's no, you have no force with that glove. The fingers are, like, nine inches long. Yeah. And, and they're, they're, the and they're curved. The they're just going to, like, lift up. Yeah. And, and the tips have a curve to it. It's not, it's like, not like holding like... a knife and gutting you. Like, right. there's no force. <laughs> it's attached to this shitty glove. It's so loose and floppy. <laughs> there's no supernatural element to it. It's an asshole with knives attached to a glove. 100%. Yeah. But yeah. So Freddie kills a cop and he's basically like the ballsier than OJ Simpson. He is just like, uh, oh, I'm off. I'm just going to do me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing my thing. YOLO. YOLO and just keep going. At, not only going after kids, I'm going to go after the cop's kids. Yeah. The cop that arrested me. And pretty sure I think fucked up my case and got me off. So I'm going to go fucking murder and probably rape his children. So <laughs> pe- peace, Springwood. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Um, but they, they basically confront him in his home. His home. <laughs> fucking basement. Um, <laughs> and Freddie is like, just kill me, which I found weird. He's talking so much shit. He's talking so much shit, and he's like, I don't die. I'll never die, which is just really weird to me. It's very much more in, like, the Chucky vein. Like, yeah, very dark magic. Like, I'm going to be back. Right. So it's really weird. Um, but he's right. <laughs> so he predicted that right. <laughs> just fucking bizarre. And they burn him up. And this is when we start (laughs) – things start getting really loose and fast after this. To me, the first part was pretty stellar. And then it just just drags because then it's just basically the cop feeling bad for lighting him on fire. It's just nonsense. The cop's having nightmares. I mean, Freddy nightmares, of course. And we're just just doing that game of like something happens and then he wakes up. And you're like, well, was it a dream or – What's right. a dream and what's not at this point? Right. And, and that can get obnoxious at points, especially when it's not done right. Kind of like this one. 
And the final sequence of this is so fucking dumb. Because, well, he's at the dentist? Yeah. And Freddy has a drill for, for a claw? Because, like, there, what point is it the dream? I mean, obviously, when the woman comes in naked, the, the <laughs> dental assistant is just wearing underwear. That's a dream. But then she puts him under, and then he enters, like, another dream. <laughs> and then Freddy gets him with the drills for fingers, which is so disturbing, too, to think a handful of drills. And they're not, like, thin doctor drills. They're, like... Quarter inch drills. <laughs> Wood, for and his teeth are yeah. just teeth and blood are just flying out of his mouth. I wish Toby was a little more gory. Yeah, I mean, although this is television, it was television, so. so I don't know how much they he they, which is, away with. By the way, this is a television show centered around r- raping and killing children. Right. Who was going to air this? I mean, somebody did. I don't know who. I think that's probably why they didn't focus every episode on Freddy. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty disturbing. And then it cuts to Freddy at the end. And the shadow's in his face. You can't see him at all. Which is weird, because it was Robert England. Yeah. So, you think they'd... And they do get cornier. So, oh, this is definitely one Toby's where, influence. This the, is definitely Toby's there's influence. There's one where Fred, Freddy's playing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so this is definitely his influence, right? As the director of this. He is making this super dark. Yeah. Uh, I you know what? I give this a lot more credit now. It's not terrible. No, it's really not. And it's it's really interesting. And knowing what you know about the rest of the series, which is it's Freddy as a cartoon character being like, Hey bitch, check out this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With no twist. <laughs> if you if you look up that scene of Freddie playing guitar, it's so stupid. So obnoxious. Everything about Freddie at this point is fucking obnoxious. Is this, I mean, yeah, Toby definitely takes him back to his roots. Because I think at this point, he's already been in a video with the Fat Boys. Yeah, this is 88 or 89. This, yeah, so this, definitely this is still in the 80s, but I included it in our 90s episode because it's it close fits enough. the theme. It is 89. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 89. So, yeah, he's he's done. He's wrapped with plenty. the fat boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's, has he played Nintendo? No, I think that's after. Oh, Jesus. They were just like, oh, should when, we uh, in the show? Freddy's dead. I think, Freddy, I think Freddy's dead was, yeah, because he plays with Breck and Meyer. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, I beat my high score. <laughs> so stupid. So Stupidest dumb. scene ever. Ever in the history. <laughs> it might be. Um. So he continues on doing some TV, and he does. He he lands Tales from the Crypt, season three, a perfect fit for Toby, you would think. Well, you kind of, depending on how you look at Tales from the Crypt, um, which some people look at it as like the best horror anthology of all time. And while people like myself say it seems that way, <laughs> but it's not. I mean, maybe it's the best TV and horror anthology, but it's not. I was going to say because there's not. It's probably the best horror anthology, but it's not. There's not a lot of competition there. No, there's not. No, it's not. Um, it's Freddy's Nightmares, and he does Dead Weight season three, episode six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Crypt Keeper has a Transylvania sucks sticker at the beginning. The Crypt Keeper in this. <laughs> So the Crypt Keeper's great, and it's always the best part of Tales from the Crypt. Well, not always, but for the most part is. You see a lot of people on Instagram post pictures of the Crypt Keeper and be like, I fucking love this show, and it's so so fucking great. You don't. You don't. You haven't watched it in a long time. 
I'm telling you, you have it. There are some great episodes, phenomenal episodes, but the majority of the episodes are this, which is a excruciatingly slow build. And by the way, these are only 30 minute episodes and it feels like an hour of just building and murder, but not horror murder, like criminal murder. Yeah. A lot of them are very just criminal based. And then they get it at the end. They, they, they get theirs in the end. Right. Um, and that is the formula for most of, of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's usually just two criminals and at the end. They get their come up. It's Somebody does. Some or, paranormal way. Yeah. Or some, or just some weird way. Right. And then the Crypt Keeper. Something that the Crypt Keeper can make three puns about and close the show. <laughs> and he does he does that in this one. Oh, he does. Um, his puns are so shitty. This now, what do you think about this? I mean, does it have Toby Hooper's flair to it? Not really. Not at all. Not really. Very boring. It was. It felt like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah. Like a, just a generic Tales from the Crypt episode. I agree. Now, we did a Tales from the Crypt. We did the one with Enoch when the Crypt Keeper was born. Yeah, it was. I'm just trying to think if we've done anything with a special director, but I don't know if we have or not. I don't think so. No. Because I'm curious if they're all just like this or... If it's just because the cameras that they use for HBO or... I'm sure that probably has something to do I think that does because, I mean, they all look very similar. But this one especially, there's just nothing to it. Um, it, We've got these two criminals who are going after a pearl. Unfortunately, it's a pretty stellar cast. Really good cast. What's that guy's name? Jonathan Reese Myers, James Rebar, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. And they're going after this pearl. Wait, Jonathan Reese davies there's a Jonathan Reese Myers and there's a Jonathan Reese Davis. Yeah, I'm not sure on this one. It's the one that plays the Troller's dad. No, that, that's James Rebar. <laughs> huh? No, that's James Rebar. Oh. I'm talking about the guy that plays oh. the troll from uh, Lord oh of the God. Rings. The old guy. Yeah. I don't know. It's Jonathan Reese something. Yeah. Whatever. Davies. Doesn't matter. I'll go with Davies. Um, so these two criminals are going after the Pearl. One of them kills his partner because he insulted him. So you already know this guy is going to be the one that gets his comeuppance because he's so greedy. And he goes to this island. Strangest things happening. Um, everyone keeps complimenting his hair. <laughs> he's like, why does everyone say stuff about my hair? I'm like, oh, it's unusual to see a redhead around these parts. Um. He kind of falls for a, a local girl there, um, but who is also willing to help him find this pearl and double cross the this guy. <laughs> the guy. Does he he's, a, he's, a, he's a plantation owner. Yeah, which, whatever. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but they decide to double cross him. Whoopi's telling him, don't trust this girl. Don't trust this girl. Don't trust him. Right. But who's Whoopi? She works on the plantation. Yeah, no. So why why is he listening to her? Why is he listening to anyone? And why is he hooked up with this girl that he doesn't know? <laughs> Whatever. But she promises him we'll get the we'll get the pearl together. They get the pearl by killing the plantation owner. Yeah. Well, they kill the plantation owner and then they disembowel him. And this seems gross. So gross. Because he's just worms pulled, in his stomach. There's worms in his stomach, and she's like, Don't touch them. They're 
contagious. So I'm thinking, I, I'm, I'm thinking the twist is going to be, by the way, wait a minute. He sleeps with this girl. And when he wakes up, she's a crab. <laughs> is it she's a crab or that, that they left the crab in her bed? I, I don't know. Because I thought this twist was going to be that these people are like sea animals. Because it's a pearl. Like, I don't know. But he wakes up and the woman's gone and there's a crab under the sheet. A giant crab. <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg's like, don't trust her. And I, frankly, I'd be like, yeah. Right. Because whatever happened here is not trustworthy. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but instead, he's, he trusts her and they go and kill this guy. And she's like mentioning these worms and she's saying they're contagious. And I'm like, okay, this guy's going to turn into like a fish, like <laughs> classic tales from the crypt. He's not going to get his pearl because he's going to turn into a clam or something. <laughs> or, the, or the pearl will always be inside of him because yeah. he's a fucking clam. Um, I, I should have wrote this. Um, but that's not what happens. Nothing happens with the worms. Nothing. Yes, it just digs through him and makes me. I was eating noodles at the time. Oh my god, dude. Just, I'm gonna throw up because he pulls out the the intestines and cuts them open to get the pearl out. Fishes the pearl out. It, that seems disgusting. Which, by the way, he deduced by finding balloons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he killed the guy and he's like, "Where the fuck's the pearl?" And then he finds balloons and he's like, "He fucking shoved them up his ass." <laughs> Or he swallowed Swallowed him. (laughs) But, like, why would you even... I would never... I don't know, because criminals put things in balloons and shove them up their ass. (laughs) He's just so well... Swallow them, yeah. Um, But he finds it, opens it, and his girl turns on him, pulls a gun on him. Yep. But thankfully, Whoopi's there. And... (laughs) Wait, how does she... With a voodoo doll. Yeah, with a voodoo doll. Yeah, and she stabs her. (laughs) Stabs her in the chest and she dies. Yeah. So, um, and by the, the criminal's totally cool with this. And he's just like, thanks, whoop. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I wish that's what he said. <laughs> um, and as he's walking away, Whoopi just fucking chops his fucking head off. <laughs> his head right off. Right off. Blood squirting everywhere. She picks up the pearl, chucks it, meaningless to her, and takes his head to her tribe. Yeah. His head was the pearl. Get it? I do. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. It was all right. It was good. No, it wasn't. I didn't like it. I did not enjoy it. It was so boring. Much like a lot of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, talking about it is more enjoyable than watching it because yeah. that scene with the uh, stomach worms was gross and the ending was all right, I guess. But Nothing fantastic, though. Yeah. And he, no. he, he, honestly, Toby just seems to be going through the motion. I was just going to say, not enough to make me furious at him, just enough to be like, eh. 
He's giving. He's throwing to, in a towel. I mean, just to be like, what happened? Yeah. Where do we go? Like, why? Why are we here? <laughs> but then he does something that totally changes my <laughs> my. Tone I agree. On that. I agree. And like I said, we we are entering a free fall into just what the fuck. <laughs> so, one of the movies, Night Terror, I really wanted to watch and talk about. You can't find it fucking anywhere. You have to pay for it. And I refuse to pay <laughs> for a movie this bad. I did it once with Peter Rottentail, and I will never do it again. <laughs> I'm so mad that I bought that. I'm so mad. And it was so expensive. Um, yeah, this one's like $9.99 on uh, YouTube. Yeah. I'm not paying $10 for, for Night Terrors, in which it's got like an average like rating of like one and a half stars. <laughs> yeah, and Robert England plays uh, Marquis de Sade. I'll just read it to you. Night Terrors is a 1993 American-Canadian-Egyptian horror film directed by Toby Hooper. The plot involves a young girl who travels to Cairo to visit her father, but becomes unwillingly involved with a bizarre sadomasochistic cult led by charismatic Paul Chevalier, a descendant of Marquis de Sade. <laughs> horror star Robert England plays both Chevalier and de Sade. <laughs> So they 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 work together in Eaten Alive. And they work together in Eaten Alive through the nineties. They just they're like a, a this, power duo. Yeah, in this period they do the Freddy, Freddy's Night pilot. They do Night Terrors, Night Terrors, and then they do the Mangler, nineteen ninety five Mangler, <laughs> a movie I had seen. By the way, um, rented this on VHS. Oof. Didn't remember it though. Um, so I was basically going into this blind there was some imagery during the movie where i was like oh yeah i remember that and the cover i remember yep um and this was a weird mid 90s there's a lot of these weird industrial industrial style movies coming out very i don't mean that because we're talking about a laundry shop i just mean <laughs> like dark city i don't know if you ever saw that oh yeah very similar like in style like part robot people and it's just very strange period for movies they were just making a lot of stuff like that well this movie is fucking bananas um yeah this movie's unlike any other movie or a tv episode that toby had ever done before it's just a complete like fall from grace like it it has it looks nothing like a toby hooper movie shitty acting which is also not a key ingredient to toby toby finds unknown actors right. and makes great things happen and this one <laughs> well robert england's acting well this is annoying it's so annoying <laughs> why is he acting that hard dude nobody else is acting that hard and he, he he is he's unbelievable i'll tell you who's not acting that hard buffalo bill yeah well maybe he is acting hard i don't know because he just talks like an idiot <laughs> and he just asks for beer He's not. Get me a beer. <laughs> How many times does he ask that guy for a beer? Dude, that's only four years after. Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> so many. Like you need to get a life. I need to get a beer. I need to get a beer. <laughs> oh, can you help me do this? You have to give me a six pack. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? He's Dude, not. He's not actually. He's just. He's just asking for beer. I really think it was. I think. <laughs> I think he thought they rapped. <laughs> this guy was talking to him about stuff. Uh. This movie's only four years after Silence of the Lambs. Like, and Buffalo Bill is so good. Ted Levine is so good in that movie. And Toby Hooper. Uh, Ted Levine is not a leading man. He's disgusting. <laughs> He's disgusting. 
fuck right. And was the whole movie ADR'd? <laughs> I don't know. It looked like it. At least the beginning looked like well, Robert England's was not. I don't know about that. The beginning, it. Robert England is doing the best penguin impression I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, Batman. He really, he really is. Oh my god, um, <laughs> he is acting. So that's why. That's why I want to watch Night Terrors because imagine him playing Marquis de Sade. I need he's probably to see in it. such I character. He's working so. He's <laughs> working triple time. I bet you Marquis de Sade wasn't even in it, and he was like. Do it like it was part of the backstory, and he was like, "Let's fuck it. I'll I'll be him." He stayed in character probably the entire shoot. <laughs> um, so just a quick synopsis. Um, if you read this, uh, it is a laundry folding machine is possessed by a demon from hell, which is actually not even true, right? It's possessed. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Um, it's based on a Stephen King short story mm-hmm. from Night Shift. Box office failure. <laughs> Dude, it made one million dollars, <laughs> and it's do I? I don't even have its budget, but it, it was, it was more, more than one million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more than that. That fucking machine probably cost one million dollars. Um, one of the quotes, one of the reviews I read on this was, "Perhaps it's time for Toby Hooper to hang up his light meter after a string of disappointments, culminating in this silly waste of time. It's hard to care if Horror's Golden Boy carries on or not." Uh, it's true. It's real true and real that's tough to hear though like like this dude made texas chainsaw massacre and now he's making movies about laundry machines and a refrigerator (laughs) (laughs) side note that kill people yes yes um also uh what's buffalo bill's real name ted levine ted levine looks like um bob odenkirk (laughs) And the main guy from Sin City, Marv. Mickey Rourke? Yeah, but Marv, the character, <laughs> had a child. He looks exactly like it. He's <laughs> Our friend's sister worked with Ted Levine, and he hates when people bring up Buffalo Bill to him. Uh, I just want to like sit him down and I be like, punch people hey, man, how about, I just, how about we start bringing up this guy to you? Yeah, you, you want to tell us tell us about your character acting uh, as the policeman in The Mangler. <laughs> Fucking the shittiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Your voice is atrocious. <laughs> Listening to you, it hurts me. <laughs> Listening to you actually shots, shots are just fired at Ted Levine right now. They are. Because honestly, I hate people like that. That are like, they make a movie and they're famous for it. Just own it. <laughs> Just own it and enjoy it. People care about you because of that movie. Right. To be like, fuck you. I don't want to talk about that movie. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Because guess what? <laughs> this is what you made after. And it sucks. <laughs> it's such dog shit. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, Toby Hooper made a bad movie here. Real but bad. He, he did not help. <laughs> no, no, he dude. did not help the case. So, oh. <laughs> fucking cops are crooked. I can't do anything. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening half the time at this. No, I don't either. And one of my biggest questions about this is the quality of this film is so bad. How do you go from making Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which you had virtually no budget, and make it look, you know, it looked, it looked good. Amazing. You pulled it off. I presume you had a pretty big budget for this one. Yeah. It looks like shit. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's and it's just 
<laughs> Dude, the set the the set designs, like the the props that they're using, it looks like WCW's uh, Halloween Havoc. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's that weird industrial thing, like we were talking about, and oh, man, yeah, there, there's no budget listed for this, but uh, presumably mm-hmm. it's it had to be more than a million dollars. Yeah. It had to be way more. It was a fist. Especially in 89, or what year are we in now? 95. Oh, right, 95, I'm it sorry. It was probably like 10 million. Yeah, it probably was. That laundry machine alone probably cost a fortune. Did you, did you just look IMDb? I didn't IMDb it. I, uh, I, I did Wikipedia. I'll pull it up right now. All right. Um, one of my favorite um, moments for Buffalo Bill is when he's... <laughs> He's talking to his friend about this, which, by the way, his friend deduces that this is... His friend is a mangler <laughs> expert. Just think about that. <laughs> he totally is. So, uh, Buffalo Bill goes and visits his brother-in-law, which, by the way, they talk about constantly for no reason. Well, just make it his friend. Just move on. But it's his brother-in-law. And his, and, and Buffalo Bill's like talking about this incident that happened because he witnessed... He looked at the body... After it got pulverized and it's been like haunting him. And he's like, I need somebody to talk to about industrial laundry (laughs) machines. And this guy's like, oh, hey, I worked on industrial laundry machines in college, (laughs) which is weird. And he starts talking. He's like, did you ever see that machine, that irons thing? (laughs) That's a dead on impression. And the guy's like, oh, yes, it's called the mangle. Buffalo Bill's like, the mangler? Mangler. He's like, no, the mangle. And he goes, the mangler. He says it again. The guy's like, okay, I I guess. But then the weirdest part, that guy starts calling it the mangler. I know. I did. A a woman's dead, Mark. The fucking weirdest part is the mangler comes alive and chases him down fucking stairs. (laughs) I'm not even going to wait to talk about that because... The the fucking machine comes alive and chases him down, and then that big stupid eye. Uh, fuck this movie. It's so bad. A woman's dead, Mark. It folded her like a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. It just fucking turned her into a pool mess. Dude, he shoots the thing. <laughs> he shoots shooting the fucking. He's shooting the machine. <sighs> and and the brother in law figures out that this is a possessed machine within like fifteen minutes. He's like, did you say she cut herself on it? <laughs> now hear me out. Maybe this Maybe she's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a book of like mangled possession. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking movie. It's the it's so just like there's just nothing for you to figure out or re- So it's I, just so on the nose. It's just like ridiculous. I'm not gonna. I, I want to give credit here. I was looking at someone's review on. Uh, it wasn't anyone famous, just somebody's review on like uh, Letterbox, and they were like, "This movie, like, should have been campy, but it it, it wasn't." Yeah. And if they, like, the, and I agree a hundred percent. Like, they should have made that campy. If it was campy, maybe maybe yeah. a little bit more fun. If like, they're joking, making they're, jokes at their expense, right? But they're not. No, they're it's taking, a serious movie about a killer washing and machine. And Robert England is. Uh, <laughs> Robert England is just again acting his fucking balls off. <laughs> that dude has to be the best actor of all time. That's been in zero good. In shit, I completely agree. 
But like, is he a good actor though? Because yes, just, yes, because because you just see Freddy. It, he owns Freddy Krueger, <laughs> and Freddy Krueger is a totally different character than what he just was here. Freddy Krueger's his best character. I feel like yeah, Freddy Krueger's the one where he's <laughs> Freddy Krueger's the one where he's actually in character. These other characters are so like he's in character in this like, one. Hey, I'm Robert England, <laughs> but you would never guess. <laughs> Did you know it was me? Like it's, that's how he is in Eaten Alive. He's like this over the top hillbilly. He's like, "Who's I'll say?" Like, okay, we got it. And then in this one, the same thing. He's just like, Rawr. he's like this Scrooge McDuck. And then yeah, two fake legs. And, and then in Two Thousand Maniacs remake, dude, I think he's the same character in Two Thousand One Maniacs as he is in this movie. Yes, he is. I think it's a hundred percent the same character. <laughs> And it's still Robert England being like, but you didn't know it was me, <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> like, that's what his acting is. That is totally what his acting is. Oh, man. Did you know he uh, he he auditioned for Han Solo? Like, he, was, he was in, like, consideration for it because he's good friends with Mark Hamill. And did George Lucas just say, <laughs> like, go back yourself. <laughs> I love you. I know. <laughs> Punch it, Chewy. <laughs> oh God, I need I need him to read Han Solo lines in Freddy so Krueger badly, voice. so badly. Except no, I wouldn't. I don't even need the Freddy Krueger voice. Just I do like develop this Han Solo character. You're right. Yourself. I want to hear because how he would he would, him. he would do something so outrageous. He'd be like, <laughs> I don't even know. He'd be like. I'll punch it, Chewie. <laughs> He's fucking British? He's like, well, I deduce that he was British. I mean, if the Emperor, if Ben Kenobi can be British, I I feel like Han Solo might have a taste of that in him. <laughs> oh, speaking of British and the Mangler, I feel like that kid's accent, like, changed three times. Dude. Like, so I didn't realize he was British until, like, 45 minutes in. I was no. like, wait a second. Has he had this accent the whole time? Well, it's just because you had to listen to asshole fuckface <laughs> Buffalo Bill <laughs> talking like a fucking jerk the whole time. How is your voice you like that? called out Ted Levine. The gloves are off, man. He's going to be pissed. How? Fine. <laughs> Fine. I'm no, I don't have the voice. I, my voice sucks too, buddy, but God, it was brutal to listen to this whole time. That's his voice. Oh, I know. It's the same as Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Our great big frowler. Oh, her. I don't know. Oh, she that great big fat person that lives next to her. <laughs> I fucking love that character. How can you hate that character? No, you can't. If I was that character, I would just go around reciting lines. That's why I'm so confused, like, why he doesn't want people. I would call everyone a great big fat person. Just tuck your, get away with it. Just tuck your dick under your legs every chance you get. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you fuck me? <laughs> well. Uh, also, Buffalo Bill had, like, beautiful hair. Levine's <laughs> hair in this. He, he looks like Bob Odenkirk's hair. <laughs> he looks like an eighth grader. He does. Shittiest hair of all time. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry. We talked so little about the actual plot in the Mangler. Yeah, and we haven't really talked about Toby. Um, (laughs) so, well, it sucks, and he sucks in this movie. So, yeah, and I mean, what can we say about him? We're three quarters of the way through his career at this point. He won't make another movie film for almost ten years. We don't see him again until two thousand four. 
Um, what about Crocodile? Yeah, I think that was made for TV. Oh, really? Yeah. And by the way, none of these are going to theater. Well, they're going to theater, but they're not wide release. They're very l- limited releases. All of these. Right. Well, very limited. Very, very limited. Can I just talk about the Mangler for one second? Yeah. They defeat that machine by like pouring holy water on it and praying. And then they take Tums. <laughs> Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah. But then they realize that the Tums has nightshade in it. And then. And the guy's. <laughs> The guy read in his in his mangle book <laughs> that, that like nightshade the like, fuck, <laughs> enhances the possession. The fucking mangle book is the biggest <laughs> dumbest thing. <laughs> That's just like we can't explain anything. It's not called the mangle book. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the the movie is like doesn't make makes so little sense that they created this character that just goes around explaining the movie. Because it makes no sense whatsoever. So they have this guy that's like, oh, yeah, uh, I've got a book that says uh, this happens when this happens. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it makes no sense. Um, So it's going to be another 10 years before he makes another movie. How does this happen, though? How does he get here? How do you go from uh, – that is the big question. How do you go from Texas Chainsaw, Poltergeist, Salem's Lot, and then – 20 no i can't think of my math right now 15 years later you're doing this yeah it's bizarre it's it's really really bizarre because you imagine like just an example like alfred hitchcock doing the birds and making the bangler and and the other thing is you know we i everyone says you know we love i love toby hooper and he's the best and things like that which i'm not going to discount but yeah his good movies are great I, at what point I mean, from watching how to listening to how did this get made and watching documentaries and stuff, movies go south. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Production problems happen. Actors quit. Fucking Back to the Future. They fire an actor. Um, I mean, that turned out better. But I mean, that could have been devastating to them. Um, last minute changes, script changes, everything yeah. happens, and it can make a movie bad. Oh, we didn't mention Toby didn't finish this movie. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. He didn't finish directing it, <laughs> which, by the way, is a trend for him. Because <laughs> Eaten Alive, he walks out on. And I think another film he walked out on, too. But what? Uh, I mean, but my point is he's making – you can you can have these duds every once in a while for reasons like that. Mm-hmm. It's a trend for him. It's no longer – once the occasional. 90s, once the nineties hits, there's there's no redemption for Toby. No, I mean even Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> You're right. What's your purpose? Yeah, mid eighties then. Yeah, mid eighties. At least like uh, Invaders from Mars is a pet project. Might not be great. I mean, it wasn't even a bad movie, but it might not have done great or whatever. Right. But it's a pet project. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. You're trying to make a hit. Clearly, because you just shit all over your own movie. Your own movie. You, the characters you created. Yeah. So you must have been like, okay, I just want to bank on this. And yeah. then you made that. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It's clearly a trend that maybe he's not good. <laughs> I don't know how to say how I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, but why? I don't want to say. Te- okay. So you could say it was a fluke. Like if it was just Texas Chainsaw, you'd say that's a fluke. But Funhouse is fine. Salem's Lot is fine. Poltergeist 
I don't like it, but it's not it, when you when you put Poltergeist against Mangler. Yeah, I I think Toby Hooper is a bad director, and I don't think he always was. I don't think he was always a bad director, but something happened. <laughs> I don't know if it was drugs or or maybe Steven Spielberg was directing for him all along. <laughs> Steven Spielberg was like, I really want to make a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that didn't happen <laughs> because Poltergeist happened and I hated it. And that's Steven Spielberg written all over it. Yeah, you're right. Ah, oh, just a bummer, man. Yeah. Just a real bummer. Yeah. The Toolbox Murders wasn't terrible. It's a remake. Well, we'll be discussing it. Way better than The Mangler. We will be discussing it next week. I can't wait to watch Crocodile. I can. <laughs> I fucking hate Crocodile movies. <laughs> Eaten Alive was the best Crocodile movie I've ever seen. Until but that was because it was a serial killer who just used the crocodile as a fucking garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear, about the, ever hear about the real crocodile, Gustav? That's killed like 500 people in this village. In no. Africa. He's like a 400-pound crocodile called Gustav. Nobody can catch him. He just eats people all the time. Well, that's fucking weird. Where is he? In Africa. At <laughs> Robert England's house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, guys, that's it for this episode. We've got one more episode left in the Toby Hooper series. Um, and those episodes are going to be... Let me just pull them up right here. Um, we're going to be talking... There's a bunch of stuff that we could do, so I I don't know what to tell you guys to watch. I would watch Toolbox Murders. Yeah, definitely. And Jin. Jin definitely. But he also has Mortuary, Crocodile. which I'm interested in. Stop bringing guys, that up. Guys, just watch Crocodile. And he's got two Masters of Horror. Yeah, he does. Which I'm pretty interested in talking about. So we might try and talk about all of them. Maybe not. I'm very curious to see uh, Spontaneous Combustion. Is that a, something he did? Yeah. It was 90s. but oh. I'm not. That sounds terrible. Dude, I'm so far. We're so we're so invested. I've seen so many Toby Hoover movies. I feel like I have to see them all. My stupid letterbox at the end of this year will be like, Toby Hooper is your most seen character. (laughs) I'd be so mad. So mad. Oh, man. But we're coming to a close on this serial killer, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's been interesting. So thanks for coming along, guys. We really appreciate it. Um what are we going to do after this? I'm going to feel like empty inside after this. Cause this was so much fucking work. It was, but then we're going to have to do Kurt Russell movies. Oh, <laughs> good thing. He doesn't have a lot. I know. He oh, really just kid- doesn't. What are you talking about? He's like 110. Yeah. But horror movies. Oh yeah. Oh, well I'm watching all of them. Yeah. Well that's fine, but <laughs> please just watch the horror movies first so we can record our episode. You fucking Joe's going to start texting I'm me that all- he's watching like I'm all this bullshit. We're going to do the Disney ones. All these bullshit that he's watching. <laughs> He's gonna be like, oh, have you seen him on Dennis the Menace? I'm watching that right now. Be like, get the fuck out of here. Start watching Start watching the movies we have to talk about next week. That is what I do this show on. All the time. Every time. This Toby Hooper thing. Or was it Toby Hooper or was it something else? I don't know, but you were like, oh, I'm watching like this shit thing that he did. We have to record tomorrow. <laughs> Just watch the shit I told you to watch. Oh God! That time we had to watch uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. I watched like Santa Claus. Versus oh yeah, Conquers the Martians. Yeah, you're instead. like, oh no, I'm busy watching these fucking Christmas movies. We were recording like two. Hours. All we have to do is watch two, one fucking movie. <laughs>
<laughs> there are movies I didn't even want to see. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, they're awful. <laughs> I know. Um, by the way, guys, we're doing something cool with the girls in the back row, which is another Fangoria podcast. Uh, we'll keep you guys in the loop, but uh, we're going to be doing, and I'm super excited about it. The more I think about it, the more I'm excited about it. We're doing, they're doing like what we did with like Maniac, where we talked about like the boot or reboot, but they're doing it with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it's remake. And I'm so excited. Yeah, it'd be fun. And that's come up a lot on our Facebook page, that remake. And um, I've been defending it a lot because I do enjoy it. And then I was thinking the other day, do I enjoy it? I've only seen it once. And I, I'm afraid to rewatch it and be thoroughly embarrassed at how bad it is. Uh, I've only seen it once, too, and I did not like Listen, it. Listen, in high school, you're, 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 some of your decisions are made for <laughs> other motives. So you don't know what you were busy doing during these things. <laughs> Picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, guys. I think I'll spit Toby does. <laughs> Toby's like, cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> I love cocaine. All right, guys. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. We really appreciate all of this support. Um, after shitting on Poltergeist, we're probably down to a zero in terms of ratings. Uh, but we hope you enjoy the show. Don't rate us after- based on our opinion. <laughs> rate us on show content, which might still be a zero. But... Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I found a, I found a script from our original podcast, Guys Like Us Don't Die in Toilets. And um, I was so fucking embarrassed by it. Yeah? Just reading it. It was, like, was, uh... it was our first, well, it was like ideas for our first episode. And it was like an introduction script, like something I was going to like read um, to explain the show. And it was so self-loathing and lacked <laughs> any confidence whatsoever there were so many jokes that were just like you hate us but <laughs> oh like it doesn't sound great like the show that it's like just shitting all over our own show it's <laughs> just like god damn it like i still do that now but it's at least like a real joke <laughs> you know what i mean it, 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 oh my god it was terrible but uh Anyway, that's it. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Can't wait for Ted Ted Levine to leave an iTunes review. Dude, he's going to leave so many. Like, what the Ted, fuck is your problem? Ted Levine fan. <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I can't even do it. What the? No, that's, that was not whatever. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. Um, mail, Send us an email. Let us know that you left us a review and we'll send you some stickers. Uh, that email is... I hate horror show at gmail.com new email. So don't send anything to the old one. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter at I hate horror show. I'm at Joe V four, two, one. Um, that's it. Facebook.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror.com. Is there anything else we need to cover? No, that's it guys. So for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Toby Hooper's career as a director appears to be almost done. But with a new millennium comes some new opportunities. Next week, we will be talking about The Toolbox Murders, Mortuary, Masters of Horror, and Gin. <laughs> <laughs>